From Audio Boom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. If I was to throw out there Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen, Magic Mike and many other films, one name is a common thread to those. Steven Soderbergh, his new project is called Logan Lucky, Alex. First, are we lucky to see this one? Oh boy, are we ever. And the beautiful part, I mean, this is going to really excite you. There is a movie that he's producing next year called... Ocean's Eight. I've heard about this. It's it's all females, or almost all females, and setting up the whole ocean story again. Very, very interesting. A cast that includes, mm, this is a nice tease, Kate Blanchett and Anne Hathaway. That's that's going to be very, very exciting. I'm going to look at it with... I, I'm not sure that it is all going to be females, though. I, I reckon there's going to be... Uh, Matt Matt Damon's going to be in it. George Clooney's not going to be in it. Uh, Dakota Fanning, Sandra Bullock, Rihanna are all in it. Katie Holmes is in it. Olivia Munn is in it. It's it's large. I think the gang themselves uh, will be females working under the tutelage of uh, of Matt Damon, who was who was Linus in the original three or the first three of 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 the thing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The writer is going to be the guy who has written. Well, he's he's written quite a bit of stuff. The guy who his, his name. I'm not sure whether this will mean anything to you, but he has been nominated for four Oscars. Gary Ross. Yeah, the right. name the name doesn't he, ring a bell, but I'm sure you've got he, a, lo- a long list. He, well, he has. The, he's the one who's written this movie as well, and he he's going to direct it. So, in other words, Gary Ross is the writer and director. But Steven Soderbergh is one of the producers. Now, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that he wouldn't be putting his name to this unless the script's going to be mighty. I would hope. I would hope so. And I should say that in terms of Gary Ross, the writer, the Hunger Games screenplay. Yep. Whether Sea Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Right, that was good. No, it was I, good. I, so, it was uh, Academy Award nominated for Best Picture. Sea Biscuit wasn't it? And, and yeah, and Pleasantville, which mm-hmm. was a love. Oh, lovely. that's good fun. Pleasantville's a good movie. Yeah, so he directed Free State of Jones and he also directed The Hunger Games and Seabiscuit and Pleasantville. So he's got good history, but so, he doesn't make a lot of movies as a director. All right, so middle of next year, Ocean's 8, uh, as, we, as we divert a little bit. But tell us about the latest Steven Soderbergh thing, because this also, uh, this also has a, a tremendous cast, uh, including uh, the man who doesn't want to play James Bond anymore, but is going to anyway, Daniel Craig in the lead in, in the lead male uh, role. Have you got an in with him? Have they thrown enough zeros at him? Do you reckon by now? Oh yeah, he's he said he's he's, he's going to do it. He's signed on for one more. Yeah, yeah. why not? Just one more. I, would you like a percentage of his pay packet? You I'd, could I'd, carry be, I'd be happy to take a percentage that has about five zeros at the start of it. I reckon it'd be enough. 
Well, Steven Soderbergh, do you realise that he took a break? I mean, he basically said he's leaving Hollywood in terms of direction. Do you remember that or not? Uh, that was a while ago. So uh, what's yeah, changed well, his mind? Well, four years ago, mm. right? And, and well, he's, he's, basically... he's been doing TV, not movies. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, and he, in fact, he's, he's switched gears and he earned a couple of Emmy wins for HBO series called Behind the Candelabra and a couple of uh, nominations for directing the series The Nick. And he says his decision to return to the big league was the result of a convergence of a couple of elements, the technological and the creative. So on the former, he says, we've reached a point in the digital landscape where a small company can put a movie into wide release without involvement from major studios. So he was having conversations about the future of feature film distribution when the script for Logan Lucky came to him via his wife and it had been written by their friend Rebecca Blunt. Mm -hmm. And he was initially asked to help find a director for the script. Then he got so excited by what he read. And after a couple of weeks, he admitted he really didn't want anybody else to direct it because he saw the movie very clearly from what was on the page. And he regards it as kind of a cousin to an Oceans film. See, it all links back. <laughs> but all, yeah, but also an inversion of those movies because these characters have no money and no technology. <laughs> Uh, but they want money, yeah. Well, I also like the fact that when, when this movie starts out, Logan Lucky, mm. these characters are not criminals. That's what he says. So th the movie was financed completely independently of the major studios. So this is the epitome of what he envisaged as the new model of digitally empowered indie filmmaking. And he reckons it's a bit of an experiment. To test this distribution theory... He needed a commercial movie with movie stars to justify a wide release in a situation that allows him absolute creative control over everything. Mm -hmm. It really is a whip-smart script. It sets the scene for the colourful assortment of characters and the situation in which they find themselves. It is wickedly clever with droll humour throughout. This will suit you to an absolute T. It is a rare treat. Divorced, desperate for money, unemployed, a West Virginia coal miner called Jimmy Logan, played by Channing Tatum, hatches a wildly elaborate scheme to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway in neighbouring North Carolina during a NASCAR race. And he convinces his one-armed brother, Clyde, played by Adam Driver, an Iraqi war veteran now tending to a bar and his car-obsessed hairdresser sister, Melly, played by Riley Keough, to join him in the daring heist. So he literally convinces his brother to become a one-armed bandit. Thank you. I'm here till Tuesday. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Boom, boom. And, well, unfortunately, the brother-sister combo can't do it on their own. These down-on-their-luck Logans need outside help to pull off the heist. So... An eccentric demolition expert called Joe Bang, played by Daniel Craig, is that man. Clearly he is. There is a catch, though, Chris. Hmm. Bang is incarcerated. Uh, of course, yes, yes, of course. You know, if I want a getaway driver, I want a guy who's in prison. Yeah, OK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, and I'm not saying he's the getaway driver, by oh, the way. sorry, I'm just taking a stab here. I said demolition expert. You're not oh. listening. I'm testing you now. and <laughs> you're, you're very testing at the best of times. <laughs> I am. This is filled, Logan Lucky, with plot twists and offbeat characters and a raucous soundtrack. That seems to be the go these days. 
marks the magic return of Steven Soderbergh. So, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was terrific. In fact, as an experiment, boy, does this blow the lid of what is possible. So, whip-smart script I've already mentioned. Channing Tatum continues to add favourably to his body of work. I mean, you know, likes of Magic Mike and 21 Jump Street, and 22 Jump Street, for that matter. His easygoing relationship with a man who plays his brother... Adam Driver, who was in Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and also a small movie called Patterson. That's one of the highlights. Riley Keough, who was in It Comes at Night, holds her own, also impresses in the pivotal role as their sister, the only one in the family who seems to have avoided what is called the Logan curse. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. We get to see Katie Holmes again. She of Batman Begins. She bobs up as Tatum Channing's ex-wife. And a young actor called Farah or Farah McKenzie, I'm not sure what she wants to be called or known as, Mm -hmm. quite a find as their precocious daughter, whose character has more than a working knowledge of tools, as we see at the start of this movie. She's only only a pup. She's a pup. Yeah, she's only a pup. Mm. Now, Daniel Craig, well, he may not be flexing his muscles as Bond in this one, but he has total control over his intelligent persona. As a crim, with five months left to serve inside when he buys into the heist. And I have almost forgotten what Hilary Swank looks like. When, mm. Gee, how long is it since we've seen her? Well, bear in mind, she has won two Oscars. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just trying to think the last time we saw her in something big. Oh, oh, well, I, just, I mean, well, she was in New Year's Eve, which was awful. Um, uh, about seven years. It it was not. It had no saving virtue whatsoever. It was awful. It's an ensemble piece. It was awful. It was an awful ensemble piece. It was as entertaining as a truck crash. That's that's a pretty (laughs) harsh judgment. There's a movie that I don't remember seeing that she was in called You're Not You. That was only a few years ago. She really hasn't done... A big role no. since Million Dollar Baby. So you know, you, you said you said you know whatever you'd forgotten what Hillary Swank had looked like, and it's because we haven't seen her in a big role in fourteen years or thirteen years. Which well, it, it's really sad because she's a terrific actor. She's I mean, she brilliant. Was, I'm not talking it uh, down. You know, no, no. no. I, I'm, she, when she shot to prominence in Boys Don't Cry, what a role, boy, yeah. oh boy, searing. And then yeah, as you say, when you say. 14 years, Million Dollar Baby wasn't that long ago, was it? 2004. Is that right? Yeah, so it's nearly 14 years. Call it 13. Wow. But hey, look, when you've won... Well, hang on, hang on. When, when, no, you've no, won, no. when you've won Best Actress in a Leading Role twice, you really can pick and choose what you want to do, and you're probably financially well off anyway. So, you know, more mm. power to her to, to, to choose the roles she wants to do. I remember reading about how little she was paid for a number of movies, so I'm not sure that that's indeed the case. There, there was a film, I, and it, this goes back also a long, long time, Freedom Writers. She was the star of that one. I, I remember seeing that. That was, well, a decade ago. And then P.S. I Love You, which was sort of, yeah, uh, a bit more sort of mushy type thing, but or mushy or whatever. But, yeah, we, we need to – she's not – I mean, she's of an age where – there should be more roles for her. Why don't they think of her? I don't. I don't get that. She's but, younger than me, so you know, there should be more roles for her. Absolutely, for both of you. Yeah. You have done so much movie making oh. in, in your time. You know, Go you've away. got IMDb persona, yeah. Chris. Who yeah. anyway? 
where's, this... where's, where's your IMDb page, pal? No, the, the, the idea... <laughs> where's of, yours? Come on. The idea of being sort of quiet and gentle behind the scenes, pulling a few strings. That's my role in life, I think, yeah. I'm Her... sorry, who are you and what have you done to Alex first? <laughs> Hers, Hilary Swanks, is a relatively small role late in Logan Lucky, but she has an unmistakable screen presence. That's what I am talking about, just like you do. Hey, folks, please. <laughs> Get onto IMDb. Oh, shut up. And not to be confused with any other Coleman, put in Chris Coleman living in Canberra. It doesn't say, a, it doesn't say that. Oh, does it not give you a personality profile? <laughs> I said I got a page. I didn't say it was a good page. Oh, okay. So somebody else has written this or have you, have you built it up a little bit? If you turn, if you, if you, if you are credited, if you are credited in a movie... Yeah. You wind up on IMDb, okay? Hang on, I'm looking up Chris Coleman. Yeah, so there's got... plenty of us and it'll take yeah. you a long time. It'll take you there far are... too long to find it. Ah, there's a movie here, <laughs> Second Chance. No, that's not you. Uh, there was something called Parallax. Then there's a Christian Coleman, a South Central actor. There are dozens of Chris Coleman's who have had bits and pieces in, in, um, uh, in you... movies. Are you a Christopher Thomas Coleman? Have you got a middle middle name that you want to share with us at this point? Chris Coleman, number 26, according to IMDb. If so you, you must. You wouldn't even make the footy side. If you if, must. I would make an American football side. Get on with it. Get on with the review. Tell us more about this thing that we're talking about. Well, Logan's lucky. Logan Lucky's ability to surprise through its left-of-centre shenanigans are its greatest asset but we should not overlook the very, very sweet direction of Steven Soderbergh. What a master of his craft he is. A fine, fine film. One of the best movies of the year. It really is. I loved it. Eight and a half out of ten. For Logan Lucky, go and see it. And our apologies for getting repeatedly sidetracked. Not at all. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.